Hello and welcome to episode 39 with John Agapitos. I'm sure a lot of you know him or know of him. He's super active on the forums, Discord, and Logic Academy Pro. We discuss being a generalist. John can edit, composite, color grade, and sometimes even finds himself doing some sound mixing. We also talked about how he helped set up a facility in Sydney, and now years later, he's running his own company, which was fun to hear about. Before we kick it off, here's a quick word from our sponsors. This episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA, together with Flame since 2006. We would like to welcome to the Logic family our friends at Hotspring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. I highly encourage if you need any help with Roto, Paint, 3D Match Mover, Cleanup, give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.thehotspring.com And last but not least, Logic Academy Pro. If you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend it. There are so many cool courses that range from CG car replacement, cleanup, nuke for flame artists, mocha, color management, VFX supervision, and also meetups for mentoring your career. So check out pro.logic.tv. And now to my conversation with John Agapitos. Well, John, welcome to the Logic Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. It, you know, I always find it funny when I talk to people in Australia because you guys are in the future. Like it's Wednesday yes. for you, it's Tuesday for me. Yes. So yes. I always have the to remember. Bright. <laughs> yes, good. Good to hear. Yeah, so I feel like you're kind of a jack of all trades. You do editing, color correction, flame, I think some directing, what we were just talking about a couple of minutes ago, some motion graphics. Yeah. Do you want to go into your day-to-day? Like, what is your day like? My day-to-day, well, I've got, because I worked in a facility and I sort of got to know a few clients over the years and I got to see lots of different type of work coming through the building, I sort of got to learn and understand how the different areas of our business kind of worked. My favorite parts are obviously comping and editing and flame doing storytelling in flame. So I like doing, you know, start to finish in flame. So I like the offline process. I like the online process. I like the grading process. Don't like the audio process. So as we know, the audio is, yeah, audio is not the strong suit in, in flame as we all know. I know. I know. I, I mean, honestly, my audio experience is get a mix from a mixer, drop it in and uh, make sure the two pop, you know, it lines up and you're good to go. Like I've never mixed in flame. So what, what is that like? Look, it's challenging. It's, it's when you need the cleanup tools, you know, putting a music bed in and just cutting audio and putting voiceover, you know, cold voiceover is easy to just lay up tracks and, you know, put a mix under, put a music bit of music underneath and mix it all together. That That's okay. But then when you need to start getting into, oh my God, the background noise has to be suppressed and you start needing to go to noise gates and all that sort of fancy stuff. Just, you know, it's, I'd rather, rather just hand it off to someone and just say, Hey, clean this up. I'll give them a multi-track and just say, go for it. Oh, cool. Cool. And, and then they probably use pro tools or something similar and then give yeah, it back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I've got okay. a couple of mates who are audio engineers that, you know, help me out in that area as well. The, but I, I often get clients give me premiere timelines and I've got to then dissect it and put it all together in flame. Oh, gosh. And, oh, and like even audio? It. Like you have to bring in like oh, an yeah, AF yeah, and yeah, link. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The AAF is, is interesting times, you know. As I know. 
you know, you hit and miss. I had one just the other day and it sort of, the client just put in all these freeze frames and hold frames and I don't know what they did. And it was a 4K, 6K source material and it was just oh the flat, some, something butchered it and it just all came in completely wrong. Nothing was lined up. No freeze frames, no time warps, no nothing. Just How just, long was I the piece? There were 22 two-minute videos. Oh, my God. Okay, that's a lot of material. That's yes. <laughs> We're not yeah. talking about a 30-second commercial here. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, it was just, and it was just too late in the piece to go back to him and try and work out his timeline and stuff like that. So it was just quicker for me to I match to an offline and just I know. get it done. You know, it's just, Honestly, it's just I find punching. myself doing that too. Yeah, sometimes it's just it's faster easy. to iMatch. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is, you know, by the time you go back to them, get the Premiere Pro project and all the assets that go with it and try and work out what they've done in the timeline. It's just, nah, just do it again. Get I know. on with it. I know, exactly. It was simple. It wasn't It wasn't a complex edit, you know. I, I had that on my side. It was, you know, fairly 10 cuts per, 10, 15 cuts per. Oh, wow. Per okay. Video. So it was really nothing for a two minute, you know, in two minutes. There's not a lot of. I guess you're right. With. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yep. were you doing everything on that? Were you doing the, you know, obviously the conform? Well, and no, then... I was given given the raw. I was given the raw red. No, it was Alexa on that one. That was Alexa. They shot some stuff in the studio. It was educational videos, you know, talked to camera, pieces to camera. And yeah, they gave me just the raw and I graded it and then put some supers over it and bagged it and tagged it, as we say. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you do, a, it seems like a wider range of work. I mean, commercials, maybe some more long form. Yeah. yeah look, it goes, it's all over the place. Sometimes I can't remember what I've done. <laughs> it's yeah. because I jump between a lot of different things. Like the moment I'm just doing a little bit of motion graphics, but not spending too much time on it. Client didn't have much money. So they just said, you know, make it look, the brief was neon effect, please. <laughs> okay. Okay. Type, gotcha. You know, and you know, just reveal some words over a background type kind of thing and nice just pick a uh, sapphire's your friend in that in that area you know oh i know <laughs> ultra glow come to the rescue yes yes okay so and this I is all in batch in that were you do, stuff. were you building it all in batch and kind of animating yeah, it in there yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah That's but cool. playing around with you know animating he wanted a, a like a poker machine of him with the letters a dometer effect i should say where the numbers yeah. rotate into frame how did you go about building that i'm actually curious because <laughs> i've never had to build something like that. well that was the first iteration and then they didn't like that that one so i'll that was just moving like typing a whole bunch all the numbers all the letters that he wanted to use because he didn't want to use the whole alphabet so we just randomized it had to reveal to specific words so just type on a separate line the letters that you want to use and then just pan them through oh, okay put some motion blur on it put some you know and then just slice it up you know just make it up in text oh cool type in the text tool type thing just oh, nice. pan it through with a with an axis and away we go and yeah done okay that's cool so how, how did you get your start in post-production well back in the day when i left school i left school at a very early age so i went to the film and tv school after i left high school went there for three years so i did quite a lot of training at the film school as a as a tech trainee oh, nice. so they they gave me a whole lot of experience in studio camera lighting sound they just dumped me into each department for six months at a time and okay. that sort of it lasted three years, which was lots of fun. So I put so much, it was like 
uh, little boy in a lolly shop. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, sort of exactly. stay there as long as I could, playing around with all the gear and all that sort of stuff. Oh, and awesome. soon as soon as and I learnt one inch machines there, and I learnt the art of editing and sound mixing, and quite a few good teachers were there at the time at the school. Yeah. Then I and as soon as I put myself out there for a job, I had quite a few post production houses wanting to, you know, start me up straight away. So I had all the majors wanting me to work there as a just as tape op, you know, which was great. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to start. I didn't care where I worked, you know. So I went and worked for yeah. a company called VTC at the time. And they were okay. like a multi-suite, linear edit suite, CMX, Grass Valley, that sort of thing, you know, Ampex, one-inch machines, all that jazz. Okay. I don't know how far back you go. How far back? No, I don't go <laughs> that far back. I've, I've, heard of, I've heard of operators using those systems, though. But, yeah, I when I entered, it was already – non-linear by that point so i didn't have to deal i mean i did work on with some tape decks like laying off the digi beta stuff like that but i didn't have to edit off of tape or conform off of right. tape. So. Yeah. yeah i started off in two inch and then went to one inch and then eventually into digi into sp beta and then digi beta yeah and then from digi beta we jumped over to edit box okay quantel quantel edit box my first non-linear edit system which was oh, really fun. Yeah. I don't hear that too often. I've I've met maybe no, one other person that used it. Was it was it anymore. okay as a system or was it bad? Oh, it was great. Every every major house in Sydney had one. You know, it was oh, it was okay. the box to have to finish to do your you know high end online edits edit suites. This was before Flame, right? Before right. Flame, and then Flame came on Autodesk, Flame and Flint and Flare and all those products came on the market and right from an Australian too. I think Flame was designed down that's in right. Sydney, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Melbourne, I think so. Oh, Melbourne? Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's Discreet awesome. Discrete logic. Discrete, yes, yes. Way pre-Autodesk. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Quantel. And then they came out, was that the same time they had Harry or Henry? I can't remember which one yeah, was first, Quantel's Harry or Henry. Yeah, Quantel's line but... of products. Their paint system was called Paintbox. Paintbox, they had a, yes, yes. They had a okay. graphic edit system called HAL. Okay. Which was like, I think you had a minute or two minutes of video to play around yes. with, making up, it was shot-based type work. And then Editbox was their non-linear edit system. You know, we I think we paid $500,000 for 30 minutes of storage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing. Uncompressed video, standard def, and away we go. And but away you go. We, we were scared back then, the, us editors, because primary source of work was hard sell retail. You know, product and price, fly things around the screen, lots of sort of motion graphic-y, but do it really quick because you don't have much time. You know, right. job would start at 8, 9 in the morning and it had to be finished by 2 in the afternoon. And you got oh my a 60, a 30, and a 15 to pump out. You know, record record commercials ring a bell. And doing hard sell retail on, on an edit box was hard work because it didn't have a decent character generator and it didn't have a fast way of multi-channel Okay. Layers and doing because we had come from a real time scenario, a real time experience with a vision mixer and a, a an ADO and a CMX, wow. and it was just different, different approach. And so we had this non linear edit system that we had to adapt our all our commercials to. But it was actually a good idea because we then got out of the retail rubbish, so to speak, and then okay. got into a little bit better quality commercials. You know, you know, we started getting the car commercials and the the nice. cosmetic commercials and all that sort of stuff, and that's what. That's okay. It works a lot better for us. And would the workflow with the Quantel system, would you be doing the conforms and then a paint box artist would be working on a shot? No, like how would one that man all... band. One man oh, band. Oh, one man again. band. Okay. And yeah, it okay. was an online your your title was 
like and flame artists, you know, would okay. take on a, a whole job, conform right through to finish, you know. Yeah. You'd have to organise yourself and, you know, versions and disclaimers and grade it. I mean, there wasn't much of, oh, actually, sorry, I should say, the grading was always outside of Box. It was never done internally. It was it was always send it off to grade. Back then it was film as well. They were shooting it on film. Yeah, so, so it was like telecines, right? Telecines, that's it. Yeah. We never had a telecine. We, we'd always be given the rush of the material on on tape. Okay. Did you bring it in? Away we go. Yeah. Already graded. Nice. Yeah. So how did you make the transition over to discrete products or auto? Like, I don't know when you transitioned to flame. I'm starting to forget too. I yeah. think it was the late <laughs> was, 90s, it, was it the discrete early... days or the Autodesk? I think it was. I th- I th- I th- the only thing I remember at the moment is I started on Smoke version 6. Okay. And I think that was discrete back then. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was an interesting transition to get, I mean we hassled management to get a, a flame into the system for a long time or a, we had flame actually we got flame into the facility before I got onto it I wasn't driving it there wasn't we had a flame artist work on that and I was always on edit box and I kept saying look I want editorial I want because flame back then wasn't timeline based oh, so true. I didn't yeah. sort of I didn't like it because it was shot-based work and that's not the sort of thing I was really into. Um, I, I wanted more timeline. I, I would be, do, I was doing documentary work. I was, you know, putting together docos and long corporate videos and all that sort of thing uh, on Smoke. Uh, oh, sorry, on Edipox. And then I wanted to transition over to a Smoke system and we eventually got a Smoke, which complemented our Flame. It's either Flame or Flint back then, I can't remember, but shortly after we upgraded it to a Flame anyway. Okay. And then we had a flame and an edit box in the system. And then edit box got the flick and we moved that to smoke. And then we got a second smoke. And so we grew wow. from there for to a um, one flame and two smokes back then and back in the day. Okay. Gotcha. Were there a lot of flame artists in Sydney back then? I mean, it's it's still a niche um, product, but I'm just curious, you know, back when I first started. Yeah, look, the, the, in general, there aren't huge amounts of on you know, top end online facilities in Sydney. You know, we used to think see it as you know the top five type of thing so mm-hmm. you know having five compared to what you would have in new york you know 55 probably in new york oh, gosh, right? i know i know yeah but sydney had had their, had their top of the facilities and i think we always saw ourselves and the industry saw us as the top three to five yeah nice okay you know, would come to us to get the job done yeah for sure that's awesome you know your animal logics and your yeah the I, other mean, ones. I think that's actually where flame was it was built animal logic I think someone who worked at Animal Logic was part of the Flame development. Team. Yes, the okay. Flame development team. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. How was the process going from more editorial or you know online to then working in Flame doing more VFX? How, how did that come about? Well, see, my job was because we we're in a, a facility of thirty people. We sort of all got pigeonholed in doing what we're good at. So we had flame artists that were doing the high-end TVC work, right? And I never got exposed to any of that. I was doing more of the retail-type commercials and long-form, you know, documentaries. And I was also doing IT for the company at the same time in parallel. So I would look after all the computers in the place and I'd set up you know, render farms and I mean that's a I, job. I got, yeah, that's like look a after three D department with all their Maya licenses and their all their bits. Of, pieces that they needed the design department we had quite a few people working in design and all their Macs had to be up to date and made sure that one machine had trap codes so did three others <laughs> right 
Oh my gosh. The, the same set of fonts across the whole facility, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's because the job would come back two weeks later for revisions yeah. on a different box. And if it didn't have all the same bits, yeah, you know, it would be a pain in the neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wouldn't get, yeah, we get the job started. Wow. So you, you were even setting up render farms. Yeah, we set up the render farms for um, for the design department. Oh, I know it's actually and 3D. Yeah, it was designed in 3D. And I also played around with uh, burn nodes <laughs> because we had a few yeah. spare machines in the rack. Yeah. And I thought, oh, let's just see what burn's like. And it was interesting. Okay, yeah, <laughs> let's just <I've>, say that. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've worked at a facility that ever had a burn node. And I've I've heard some mixed reviews, so it wasn't yeah it wasn't as good as it was okay for certain tasks, you know. I, I kind of think there was some really good applications for it. Like there were times when one of the guys would you know just have a two and a half hour render on his box, and I just oh. felt for him and thought, oh come on, we've got to be able to get it done faster than that. So, you know, set up a system where, you know, eight o'clock at night, the two machines that weren't being used became burn nodes. Oh, and, that's cool! Um, wow, you know brought his renders down in time. Which was That's good. cool. Yeah, because the whole idea with burn is when you click render, it's it's just processing on other computers, yeah, it right? Sends, but yeah. it's got to send the job out to all the machines that are available and then, you know, then the machine's got to pick up each frame and then process it. Okay. Send it back to the original machine. And so there's a lot of data going over the network. So it's That's pretty why hard, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well what was your first job? Do you remember your first project as a a flame artist when you had to do, Ooh. you know, the conform and do the VFX and was it at that company too? It was. I, I was at that company for 27 years. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> I, okay. I, I started the company from, from scratch. Oh, yeah, wow. We, we no built way. it as a, as a well, back in 1990, we started that company. We set up a, a li the linear side of it and then it transitioned in around 2000 over to digital to non-linear and but we, there was more and more people coming on board at, at, as well so i was still kind of looking after the system and doing jobs at the same time so i was beyond smoke but I'll, you know one day i'd be on a smoke job doing retail commercials and then the day after i'd be setting up a render farm for or installing software on a design machine or someone's got a problem with the servo can't access the server or something you know for sure. Well, can John, can you come and help me with my email? I don't know how to blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been torn okay. around for oh, no. doing all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's fun. Definitely... I enjoy it. That's that's what I like doing. You know, I like helping. And I look after all the data management, you know, like, okay, job's finished, gotta archive it, gotta put it somewhere. So we bought a tape drive and chuck it on tape yeah, and LTOs. file it away and make because you know, a month later someone says, Oh, we need to revise that job. Oh, go to John, John will get it out of the library, you know. Like is Sydney more of a generalist market, like where you have to do a lot of different things, or is it specialized in certain areas? And I only ask because I feel like you're very much a generalist. Like you could kind of do everything. Me personally, yeah, I'm I'm a generalist. So I I'm no longer working for the facility. I don't know if yeah. I mentioned that. I am on my own now. I do. But Generally, the I mean, there's still the big facilities. They take on the big jobs. The, every you know aspect of the job, typically, you know, I yeah. There's no well. I mean, you know, top end car commercials. You know, always go to Animal Logic or Alt or Vandal or you know those sort of big company names. I've heard of Alt, yeah, and yeah, yeah. okay, gotcha. Uh, Method. When we had Method here, there was Method. But I tell you, facilities are popping up 
and I just can't keep track of them anymore. Just they, you know, oh, such and such has got a flame. Oh, really? Oh, it's like, okay, great. <laughs> I know. Well, the level of entry is much lower now to have a flame. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just got to have a Mac now and, a li- and just buy a license for a month and you're done. It is you're- so true. One of my first jobs as a freelancer, as a flame artist, was at a small editorial company up out here in LA. And they did exactly that. They bought a, this is years ago, they actually had a 2013 trash can Mac. And they just installed Flame for the month and did a job for HP. And it worked out just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little worried at first because I was coming from a Linux Flame. And I was like, ooh, Flame on Mac with like, I think it was even 4K plates or something. But it it was mostly cleanup. So it was nothing crazy. So yeah, it it was fine. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, speaking of which, so how when did you branch out and go on your own? It was... Yeah, five years ago, roughly about five years ago, the company I worked for decided just to close the doors. They didn't go broke, for the record. Okay. <laughs> Everyone thinks they went broke. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Nah, they paid all their bills. They paid all oh, the redundancies. They just said, you know, and I had enough. Just, yeah, enough uh, is enough. Enough is enough. Shut the door. And I thought, okay, what will I do? Shall I go get a job in another facility? No, nah, I'm going to give it a go on my own and see how we go. And I haven't looked back. Absolutely love awesome. it. A lot of fun doing it on my own. Yeah. Was that transition hard going from having a company bring in a lot of the work to going, oh, I need to find um, the work? <laughs> yeah. Or, look, that's yeah. right. I was, yeah, it was very nerve wracking at the early stages, you know, just thinking, oh, gee, okay, who do I ring? And you've got your list of people you've worked with over the last 27 years, haven't you? And you just make a few calls and you'd be surprised what came through. And I was surprised. You know, oh, I've got this little thing for you to do. Can you do this? Can you do that? And it's like, yeah, of course I can, you know. Awesome. Did it at the old place, I can do it at the new place. And it was great. Got a few big jobs, lots of little jobs, you know, but it was a lot of fun because that's what I do. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, it's a lot what, of different things, love. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure a lot of the jobs you could run by yourself, but are there certain projects where you have to hire out? I outsource if I don't have the confidence in finishing it in a certain time frame. Like okay. if, if I'm under the pump and I've got, say, the ed- I'm doing the edit and then I've got to grade it and then I've got to clean it up, perhaps <sighs> do some cleanups yeah. on shots and stuff like that. And they give you three days to do all of that. And oh I think, oh, you know what? I won't be able to get this done in three days if one of those <laughs> days is edit and one of those days is grade and there's 10 shots to clean up, you know, it might take three days on their own. So I'll outsource it to a couple of friends of mine who are available nice. to me who are flame guys as well so that i can get the batches back and file it away and yeah keep it all intact oh that's cool but, you know i like trying to do it all but then there's the other side of it as well like some jobs are just some tasks are just real hard really hard and i look at it and go oh i don't know if i could do that right, i probably right. could figure it out you know and I, I give everything a go i give before i decide to outsource it but I, i'll give everything a go and i surprise myself sometimes because i get sort of 50, 60% into it and go, oh, yeah, I can do this, no problem. And I'll just finish it. I know. It and, That's like yeah. the best feeling when you go into a, sh- a shot, you have no idea how you're going to accomplish it. And then you actually complete it and go, how the heck did I do that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I've had yeah. a few of those where you're like, I don't yeah. know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, see, back in the old days, you, you'd be doing that work and then a whole there'll be a whole room full of clients behind you. I know. Watching so you true. do it. And there's a different pressure there. There's a you know yes. different you know, and you, you start getting a bit nervous that you go, oh my god, I've just gone down this 
rabbit hole and it didn't work and now I've got to go back to the beginning and work out another way for it to work and the clients are looking at you going, why are you starting again? Yeah, well, what's going on here? Yeah, I what's know. going on? We, we've got to have this out to the station today. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of which, do you do you have an office or do you work out of home? or I work out of home. I've oh, cool. loved, my, loved my man cave. It was my man cave. It's now my flame suite. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. Um, you know, thirty-six square meters of nice of room, and my kids hate me because I've taken over the room. They can't okay. watch movies down here anymore. <laughs> right. Too bad. Dad's got to make a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my! You got to book the suite now. <laughs> they right. have to book the suite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you ever have people come over to the house, or is it all remote for sessions? Oh uh, no, people. Clients, some clients like to come in and sit with me nice. and we sit there. And I actually like doing grades with clients in the room because I've got the precision monitor next to me. I've got a couple of monitors. I've got the typical client. Big screen kind the of. The big screen, yeah. you know, the 65 inch. And I just say to them, you know, this is what you'd, this is a high end, not, not a super high end, but this is a, a good quality off the shelf TV. And this is what would be typically in someone's living room, calibrated to my suite. So, you know, the colors match and everything. Then. Yeah, I, I like them sitting next to me doing grades because it's so subjective, you know. You can't do it over a Zoom or you can't do, you can do it over the higher end products like Colorfront and Right. But it's still like it's still not the same. There is something about someone sitting with you and you, you guys get are looking to the, at the cut same to the monitor. chase real quick. The jobs yep. go faster, you know. Yeah, you know, but some other jobs where like this morning's one, you know, we're working out the animation and you know, he doesn't need to be here for that and they just watch me do the first part of it and I say, do you like this? Do you like that? And then, yeah, okay, fine. Do that. I'll see you tomorrow. You know? Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, gotcha. finish, finish it yourself type of thing and get back to me when it's finished type of thing. You know, that, that's – I don't yeah. mind that either. And I get – that's – I enjoy those jobs as well because I get to, to play. I get to tinker around with yep. experimenting, not in front of them, not because I, I'm – I'm mindful of their time online when they when they're watching me do stuff. So I try to work as quick as I can, as if you know course, I'm trying to finish something on the spot. But when I'm on my own, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll experiment. But I and I generally don't you know add that time to the bill either. I mean, it's usually project pricing and okay. And if I want to make something that's nice, and if it takes me another hour to tweak something that's going to make it look even yeah more special, then that's I'll just amazing. do yeah. it. You know, just exactly. For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. So when it comes to color grading, are you mostly using Flame or do you go out to Resolve or? I started hardcore grading in, in Luster <laughs> back oh, in the yeah, day. Oh, yeah, Luster. That's yeah, right. Yeah, good old Luster. And Luster was a lot of fun. I enjoyed working with Luster but because it was tied to Flame, the Autodesk thing. So you swap from yeah, one you could you could just share uh, what was it called? Yeah. Uh, not wiring, but it was. Yeah, I, it was I, like I know wire. what you mean. Yeah, you could, uh, you could yeah, just like share the term either. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Played in Luster for for a while and I enjoyed that. And then I look nobody really acknowledged that Luster was one of the leading grading systems in Sydney. About two or three operators that were really good at it in Sydney. And they were hard to get as well because they were torn away doing resolve work and stuff like that as in baselight. Okay. But so that's why I picked it up and tried to use it. We never had resolve back then, but then it Resolve was just so easy to install after that when they when Blackmagic bought them. Another Australian no company. Another Australian company, yeah. Because <laughs> they're leading they, the post-production. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. It's amazing. But yeah, they, yeah, with them we got to Resolve, then we bought some panels, and that's when I went hardcore into grading 
doing nice. specific grading jobs. It was really good because I'd do the grade and then I'd pass it over to Flame and do the finish on it as well. Actually, we had smoke back then in the suite. Yeah. Yeah, the Linux smoke. Yep. And then now that I've, you know, on my own and Autodesk have come out with a pretty, I think, pretty good grading system, you know, the Image node and, and away yeah. we go. I just thought, you know what, I can do all my grades in, in Flame now. You know, it's it's adequate you know i look I, I still see a place for resolve don't get me wrong Res, you know feature film work long form work the, mm-hmm. the, the way you manage shots the way you i was gonna say because get... i haven't i haven't played a lot with the image node i mean i've used it but is it easy to say copy grades over because i know result one of the absolutely features... yeah oh, it is okay yeah. cool yeah because cool. yeah. that's what the explorer bin is all about yeah you just okay. drag all your grades over to to it and one I actually like the way they've implemented and comparing it to Resolve that you can actually take a piece of the grade into the Explorer bin, not just the whole shot's grade. So, for example, if you've got three or four different grade nodes, master grades on a shot, and then you've got a vignette node, you can just take the vignette node out and save it away in the master grade and then Uh, apply that vignette node across other shots and it won't affect the grades oh, on the other shots you're adding cool. to it. You can append a grade, so to speak, to, nice. to a shot. Nice. Okay, that's great. I, quite, I like that that aspect of it. You can steal bits and pieces out of a out of a grade. Okay. Do you find yourself using a lot of the selectives in there, where you could master all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah I, and because it's it's non-destructive, unlike a you know cascading ten color warper nodes or. Yeah. 10 color correct nodes. This is just like you can just take up the, the luminance and then bring it back down again on the next node. Right. Um, and, and I've had 15, 18 selectives at one stage. And, you know, you got to be careful. You don't get too messy when you can't figure out where, where things are. I know. Are. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when we play an action, it's exactly the same thing. It's, it's, it's as complex as action. And, and Compass has made it so much easier just to. I know. And also the elbows and stuff, you know, just making that even easier to break things off. And Mm -hmm. prior to that, I used to always use mux nodes to kind of section things out. But now I've gotten into the elbows. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I learned learned something new today and it freaked me out. And I thought, oh, wow, I didn't know I could do that. In action, I've I've got like, I don't know, about eight, ten layers and... I needed to mask off just a certain group of layers, and I wanted to bring wipe on with a with a with a G mask only a certain group of layers. And I thought, am okay. I going to do this? You know, and and not link them. But there's, you know, how you link your layers. Well, you can yeah. uh, do the opposite effect. You know, like with lights, you hold the Alt key down and you drag a, a light to say, don't attach, don't don't act. I, don't, I can't remember the terminology, but you hold the Alt key down instead of linking. You you're saying don't link. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know G-Mask could do that. I, was, I, I didn't and, know that and, either. <laughs> yeah, it's, instead of the blue line, it was then a, a, a cyan line. I thought, oh, okay, Whoa, great. okay. Oh, cool. Okay, I'll have to play with that. I Yeah. yeah. You see, I learned something new too. <laughs> I only stumbled. I thought, oh, how am I going to do this? You know, without Otherwise, you've got to take it all out to another action and then you yes. want to wipe a whole group of things on together. I didn't want to do that. And I like doing as much as I can in action. Okay, I was going to ask that because I know, you know, I'm kind of split. I'll try and do as much in batch and use action for tracking and all of that good stuff. But I have found myself using action a lot more. So I'm kind of getting into that. But you, so you prefer action. 
to do a lot of yeah like even okay. just a simple comp i'll just pull up call up an action because you never know when you're just going to need to crop it with a with a gmr so i've got it there at my fingertips yeah i mean yeah, look i i've got to learn to break things out too because i, I sometimes i struggle with a, looking for a solution in action to try and do something and i don't stop and think and go hey just send it out to another action and is do there, it there a better way <laughs> yeah. yeah don't try yeah. and do everything in one place yeah exactly yeah Especially i feel like i have a little involved. more once again maybe i haven't played with this but i feel like i have a little more control with gms outside of action with softness you know using matte edges and all of that but maybe that's all built in i just haven't explored it yet within action <laughs> but yeah so i tend to build a lot of things outside of it yeah most people do i've picked up comps where Guys just don't touch a G mask in action. They just stay away yeah. from it. Just do it all on the input. Yeah. So fine. when you get those yeah. jobs, are you like, oh, great. Yeah, look, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, how they've approached it. As long as you just need time to read it, don't you? You just need to look through the schematic and see how they've done it. I mean, I had one the other day where nodes everywhere, nothing was organized, no compass, nothing, just, and not one G mask tracer and all G masks. Oh, the, you know, the original G mask, yeah. The original G mask. You know, I hadn't touched G mask for ages, and it, not that it made much of a difference, but it's just got to still got to sit there and work out. Oh, why did you do so many G masks? You know, G mask on top of a G mask on top of a G mask. You're like three oh. G masks. Like, why oh, do you geez. do it that way? You know, that sort of. Yeah, that's kind of weird because even in the old G mask, you could have multiple. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You could do multiple. G- <laughs> I know. Go figure. I know. I know. I know. You know what? The only thing but I could think it, of that's lazy is- work. That's like saying, oh, yeah. I need to crop that out. I'll just call up another one and just do it. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. Either it's just lazy work. Utter laziness or they split it out. Because I've done this in the past too, where you'll have one G mask because you want a certain matte edge blur differently mm-hmm. than in the old G mask. You couldn't have multiple outputs, you know? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's the only other yeah. reason. But yeah, you're right. It's probably just laziness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've a similar situation with like – four color correct nodes one after the other and you're thinking and you go between them and you go it just it just tweaked the hue a little bit on that one I why know. didn't you just touch the hue on the first one you know and yeah no that's true that's just, a good point you just walk through it and go why 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 but i guess there might have been a reason i mean i could think of a reason like maybe you're in a revision stage and you want to do a before and after you know exactly that's, that's, that's a reason why you I've, do it you know it's so funny you mentioned that because i i did that this week where the clients had a request and I just put a new color correct out there because then I just knew it'd be easier to just remove it with exactly. that shift. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. you're right. But you got to be organized because if you hand it off, someone's going to go, why? Yeah, it's like, why the hell did you do that? You know, like, <laughs> totally. but that's a good thing with the Marge node. And you, if you are getting into hardcore tweaking of colors, the Marge node is great because you can also annotate with, with the compass node or you can label yes. your nodes and, and, and you can turn layers on and off there as well yes, quite quickly it's so true yeah i've been playing with it so i, I think i'm going to explore that more because it's yeah way more flexible than yeah, your old yeah. color correct happy or to color go through warmer. a run through on the imaginary it's, it's a lot of fun doing grades in there now instead of the old way of yeah yeah well especially what you're saying about saving little things off to the explorer and then you could utilize that in different parts i mean that's awesome yeah exactly what's very more like resolve Anyway, it's, mm-hmm. you know, and if you've touched Resolve, then this this would be uh, pretty familiar. as easy as pretty familiar, yeah. Well, I, I'm curious, because you were using Luster to grade, do you miss anything from Luster, like things that haven't been ported over to Flame? or? Um, 
There's the one thing that always comes to mind, and it just might be a setup that I, I'm not doing properly in, in Flame, is I always remembered when you would do a, a circle wipe and you'd feather the edge, the feathering was just so smooth. It was really, really you're not the know, just, only one that, to say that. I've met colorists. There's, and I think there's only one LA based colorist who still uses luster because everybody's moved on. But it's it's the softness that people talk about. There was something yeah, right. in it that, and also there's just, something in it that feathers that edge in such a way that Flames G Mask doesn't do that. Doesn't, and I, yeah. I kind of get there with feathering it, and then you know how there's a little blur slider yes. as well. You've yeah. got to run the blur slider to 200 at the same time, and that right. almost gets it there as well. Okay. Not okay, only softening the line, but also blurring the Yes. But you see, it's feather. a lot more work. You have to dial yeah, it in a lot Do two more. things instead of, yes. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. And then also one of the colors was telling me, I don't know if it was like keen or something, but just very minute color changes were easier in luster. That's that's what he was telling that me. That might be because world. of the panels were really precise. They were really good. Yeah. You know, the the um, the luster panels were yes. like. Which he was using those, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why they say that. But do it with the pen and it's just as good as flame. <laughs> okay, you know, okay. The software's the same. Yeah, know. for it's sure. Funny enough, I, the only, I've got panels as well and I tend to. Do only the, the lift gamma gain and and color on on the panels. I don't really. Yeah, okay. saturation and all the other things. I tend to just do it with a pen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm used to that because I don't have panels, so I'm I'm more of like sliding things and and a oh, few of the colors. Definitely faster. Definitely faster to get through. Like if you're doing a specific grade session, you with in flame. You know, even in it's just getting through it, starting between shots and tweaking, you know, flesh tones and trying to match them and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. A few of the colorists in LA still use printer lights. So they, you know, on a luster. <laughs> I've they never even, used printer lights. I'm, yeah. I yeah. They, they wouldn't even use the luster the color pen. They had the panel in there. So when the clients walked in, they thought they were using that. And then they were just on a keyboard clicking like two points red, one point, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is a, like you're using a mouse and a keyboard with this, you know, multi-million dollar yeah. system. Well, that's so. it. That's the other thing. That's the other thing I miss from the old days. I mean, we had dedicated hardware yeah. to drive these high-end bits of gear. And I now know. it's all just, you know, a QWERTY keyboard and try yeah. and map the favorites to whichever keys you like. Exactly. Yeah. Spe- speaking and of which, are you are you Mac based, or do you have a Linux box, or do you have both, or what? What's kind my of- personally? I have I have a Mac Studio, and nice. I used to have an iMac Pro. Yeah, but I use my iMac Pro. How, now how are you the- liking the studio? Love it. It's great. It's really okay. good. Nice cool. and quiet. No heat. Quick Powerful. enough for me. I, I I had a forty when I first got it. I timed it against a job I did, a shot I did on the iMac Pro. Mm-hmm. Which is an Intel. It did took about thirty something, thirty two minutes, I think, on the iMac Pro. Mm-hmm. Again, it came down to nine minutes on the studio. Oh, that's insane. That's and amazing. That, and that's running under Rosetta. Um, right. It's not even. It's not even yeah, native. Full, yeah. Yeah. It's not native. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, do you have any up and coming projects that you're excited about, or that you can talk about? I know a lot of projects are NDA. Yeah, I can't really say what's coming up on the next couple of ones because one, I'm doing, I'm on NDA, I can't even talk about it. I'm not allowed to even say I'm doing that 
style of work. 12 months ago, I worked on a feature film. I really enjoyed that. That got me, that really taught me a lot about shot-based work because I hadn't done a hell of a lot of shot-based work, you know, like the the occasional cleanup of a shot here and there. But this was like eight months worth of now do this shot, now do that shot, now do that shot. <laughs> and and were some of the shots similar so you could copy setups over as it had to have yeah, a base yeah, yeah, or were they yeah. all different? Yeah, there was a lot of phone replacing in, in sequences, There was which was similar, sort of all you had to do is retrack it pretty much and your comp was pretty much there yeah. and just, you know, tweak it cool. a bit. Other things like removing cables in odd places and hiding things away and painting stuff out, and that, that was... Look, a lot of people find that really boring, but I found it interesting because I hadn't done a lot of it. So, yeah, you know, and it's just a different puzzle game, isn't it? You know, to it totally work is. Out how to how to make how to make. That were, were you able um, to do most of that work through like planar tracking, or did you find yourself going to the three? I did it all in Flame. I don't know a lot about the other bits of software. I haven't. Had oh, time sorry, sorry. Software. When I meant planar tracking, I meant the you know G mask. How you could planar track and then kind of stabilize stuff, or yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's like that's my go-to. If go to the GMAS tracer, see if you can plan our track. If that doesn't work, okay, then find Plan B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. Have exactly. you been playing with the new 3D analyzer at all, or the 3D tracker? When it first came out, funny enough, I had a job to do on it, and it actually worked really well. I can't think oh, of the job. It was a couple of years ago now. More it came okay. out a while ago. Yeah, I, th- I mean, at least two years ago. Yeah, and. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I find it easier to work with. And I hadn't done a lot of analyzer 3D tracking either. So mm-hmm. when the the new one came out, I sort of adopted it and just went, okay, this is it now. This is the one I'm going to be working with. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was yeah. Just, it's just easier to, to play with, easier to, to work with. Nice, was yeah. Okay, And cool. doing those grant tutorials really teaches you yeah. quickly how to how to understand it all. Yeah, he'll he'll be missed. Yeah, I, I would go to his tutorials. I still go to one because he had one on. It was a 3D projection, and I just I'll go like months without having to do that. And I'm like, how do you do it again? And then his the little same. six minute I'm video is like, oh, oh, that's right. You click that button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look, I always get tripped up on 3D track, 3D cleanup, or 3D yeah. projections, and you know, I haven't touched. Well, I haven't now touched it for probably six to eight months now i know and yes yeah, so and i'll, and I'll have key. something come up next week and it's like how do i do this again yep i know yeah i'll definitely miss that so but that's because i dart around and do a lot of different things as well so you know like i'll be offline editing for a week and not touch anything in in action and actually yeah <laughs> i know it's crazy well i'm gonna wrap this up with a few flame specific questions yep. do you use horizontal or vertical reels Horizontal, vertical, whereas neither. I use freeform. Oh, freeform. Original. That's the old smoke. That's right. Old smoke. Yeah. Look, yeah. I do. Look, I like them all. I, I'm actually, funny enough, I've switched it into vertical reels at the moment okay. just to play oh, you around. Did. Because, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's in vertical reels at the moment. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'll give it a go and I'll get sick of it and I'll just go over to the. It depends on the job. Every, every kind of job, I just. Whatever suits the job. If I've got a lot of rushes to look through on the desktop, I'll do it in reels. You know, I can quickly scroll through stuff. Otherwise, if it's just laying out all my mats and fills and all that sort of stuff and organizing, I'll do freeform for that so I can see where things are. But these days, everything's multi-clip, so you don't have to worry about that sort of stuff either. So That's cool. I'll mix it up. Whenever I go vertical, which is probably once every 
year after about five minutes i'm like i can't do this i'm, I'm going back to horizontal <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah actually one of the guys i learned under he used smoke more so than flame but so he always was freeform and uh, yeah that's his preferred so, all right so uh, when it comes to hot keys are you flame or smoke oh definitely smoke okay definitely smoke smoke yeah. hot keys it's suited more for long form timeline editorial okay. type work cool Cool. And then if you use a tablet, do you use it in the front of the keyboard or off the front of the keyboard? Yeah. The, yeah. So I've got tablet, I've got the keyboard that overlaps it slightly on top of it. And then I've yep. got the elements panels in front of that. Oh, cool. Okay. So nice. Grading panels. Nice. And then the last one, when it comes to batch, are you a single view <laughs> I was person? ready for this question actually. Or do you like dual or do you like triple? Well, yeah, like, what, what do you? Well, you know how they've just released... And I'm proud to say that I asked for that, that feature, the four up. Oh, the four or, up. The four okay. up. I like the four up for grading because That's I cool. can lay out all my columns in a nice way and have the explorer up. So if you look at it as four up, in fact, the answer to your question really is, and I'm just going to prove that it's true. Yeah. yeah six up. <laughs> There's six. Okay. Okay. I got to explore this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the library. Okay, you've got your media panel on the left, and yeah. then you've got your four up, and then you've got your explorer on the your right. explorer. You know, it's so funny. I'm very much like you. I always have the media panel left. I always have the explorer up, but I'm more of a one-up person in the middle for some odd reason. That's just kind of my go-to. But <laughs> Yeah. No, look, I, I, I tried one up and just toggling between schematic and – yeah. depends on the job actually i have done it and it's fine for certain tasks but then it annoys me sometimes that when i'm tweaking stuff i want to see it as i'm tweaking and i don't like turning my head to the broadcast monitor to do that so i'll just do two up most of the time for sure yeah i, I feel like most people do two up and it's amazing your batch setup saves your view because i just took over some batch setups this week and that artist must have had two up because i would load it up and then yeah. it would show the two up yeah, yeah. So if they took over any of mine, they're like, oh, he only uses one up. What, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And it, it was My great. My pleasure. Getting hope, to, uh, yeah, getting to meet you and chat some flame stuff. So this was awesome. Yep. I'm always on Discord if anyone wants to chat to me. Okay. Cool. Cool. Sounds and good. Sometimes I even share my my flame session if if I know it's not NDA. And oh no! Nice. Okay, I'll, I'll have to join one of those sometime. Yeah, I just turn just jump into the room and just turn my video on and away we go. Awesome, awesome. All right, I'll be on the lookout. Okay. Okay, Thanks, John. Man. All right, no worries. See you. This episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA. Together with Flame since two thousand six, we would like to welcome to the Logic family our friends at Hotspring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. I highly encourage if you need any help with roto, paint, 3D match mover, cleanup, give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.thehotspring.com and last but not least, Logic Academy Pro. If you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend it. There are so many cool courses that range from CG car replacement, cleanup, nuke for flame artists, mocha, color management, VFX supervision, and also meetups for mentoring your career. So check out pro.logic.com.
www.thebrand.tv. Thank you for listening.